0: we can all listen to the sunny side of sports great show bro this is sunny side of sports right here on the voice of america voice of america
1: sporty greetings to all our voice of america listeners this is voa's sunny young in washington welcome to the december 8th edition of the sunny side of sports as we look forward to friday's two quarter final matches at the fifa world cup in qatar let's give a sunny side of sports salute to the thousands of volunteers who are helping out at football's premier event world football's governing body fifa paid tribute to them earlier this week during international volunteer day About 20,000 volunteers from 150 countries join the World Cup in Qatar. Most of the volunteers work at the eight World Cup stadiums, guiding fans around the venues. Other volunteers work in World Cup media facilities, while some are involved in administration. This evening, we'll hear from World Cup volunteers from Germany and Zimbabwe. Ladies first, Zimbabwean volunteer Rufaro Makambira Chindalo says she traveled to Qatar to seek treatment for her sick father. And she has found solace in her World Cup volunteer experience.
2: I did more than 10 volunteering experiences that were happening in Qatar. So it really made me to open up to have friends, people I could talk to instead of being in hospital, thinking of my dad being sick. I really got uh, friends and I was happy, Uh, I learned some skills you know. Uh, I thought I was going to give um, something to volunteer, yes I did, but I even got more
1: Rufaro's son, Kundai, is also a World Cup volunteer. Rufaro talks about some of the benefits of being a volunteer at the football extravaganza.
2: We have fun games, we interact, we make friends, and it's lovely to be there. Volunteering is uh, also, we have fun. We work together and have fun as well.
1: It's also a lot of fun for 76-year-old German volunteer Hubert Bieler. It
3: gives me such a feeling to work in an international team for the success of an event here. And I did it again and again. It started in 2005 6 and that's the reason that I was always applying, and I enjoyed it. And now it's my first uh, experience in the Asian-Arab area. And I feel here such a hospitality and I feel such an empathy and the friendliness of all the people I'm dealing with. That makes me happy.
1: Football and sports in general have made World Cup volunteer Hubert happy throughout
3: his life. I was, uh, my whole life was revolving uh, in sports, especially in football. I started as a player, then later as a coach, as a referee, president, photographer for my club, and uh, I was a teacher in sports and math before, and in my second life now, I am volunteering. Uh, I just got retired, and then I started this, and uh, it's recommended to young people to have such an experience. Yeah. It makes
1: more open minded. Meanwhile, the Qatar World Cup Workforce Director is Rasha Alkarni. She talks about the impact of the volunteers and her hopes for their personal development.
2: The trainings and the testing events that we've been going through involving all our volunteers have helped us a lot to build a legacy. Uh, not just for the state of Qatar, but for the region as well. It gave a lot of opportunities for our volunteers, more than 20,000, to find their passion, to grow.
1: Qatar World Cup Workforce Director Rasha talks about passion. The passion and excitement of World Cup football has reached the quarterfinal stage. In the first quarterfinal Friday, Croatia will take on five-time world champion Brazil, and that will be followed by the second quarterfinal between the Netherlands and Argentina. On Saturday, the World Cup quarterfinal action continues with Morocco playing Portugal, and then England will face defending world cup champion france four years ago in russia france defeated croatia 4-2 in the world cup final the croatians know they're the underdogs against the brazilians on friday croatian defender dejan lavrin says brazil was a big favorite before the world cup kicked off and brazil has so much quality. They could field two starting 11s in Qatar. Meanwhile, Croatia's head coach, Zlatko Dalic, has described Brazil as, in his words, terrifying. Now, the way the World Cup brackets are set up, Brazil and France would meet in the final on December 18th. If they win their next two matches, the Frenchman Arsene Wenger, FIFA's chief of global football development, says France has a good opportunity to retain the trophy. Champion du monde, je pense que la France, je vous
2: disais tout à l'heure que ma conviction
1: world champion says wenger i think that my conviction is that the team who has the best players on the side will be among the challengers for the world cup and france is among these and france in general when a team wins the world cup the players are 27 28 29 years old they were young when they won the world cup and they also know that they can be the first to do a great achievement again and win the world cup again personally i think that france had a bad time last year and this has allowed them to refocus and to come here with hunger and appetite for winning i believe that france will be dangerous until the end it is the biggest
4: sports event of the year the 2022 world cup in qatar Join VOA to celebrate Africa's King's spot. In-depth coverage, pre- and post-game analysis, breakout stars, Cinderella teams, coaches, players, and let's not forget the fans from the four corners of the continent and from the city of Doha. We'll be there throughout the competition. Don't miss the fun with Team VOA Africa. Let's experience the magic of football
1: together. The magic of World Cup football will be on display here in the USA in 2026, as well as in Mexico and Canada. FIFA president Gianni Infantino is currently in Qatar for the 2022 FIFA World Cup. But earlier this year, he was right here in the USA where he said he expects football to become the biggest sport in North America in time for the
5: 2026 World Cup. 2026 will be much, much, much bigger. I I think uh, this part of the world doesn't realize what will happen here in 2026. I mean, these three countries will be put upside down and then flipped again back. Uh, The world will be invading uh, Canada Mexico and uh, the United States and uh, they will be invaded by, uh, by a, a big wave of, uh, of, uh, of joy and, and, and of happiness because that's what football is about and you said you said it rightly I mean football is also the sport of of course of the immigrants, of the inclusion of bringing people together and uh, in this part of the world we have half a billion people living and of this half a billion probably half a billion has some origins of somewhere. And uh, with 48 countries coming and playing this World Cup, it will be amazing. And uh, the level uh, which football or soccer will have here in uh, North America by that time and at the latest with that World Cup will be at a completely different level. What I say many times, I want to say it here again, is... This part of the world, in this in these three countries, you know, from a, from from many uh, points of view, uh, you are leading the world in many areas, in in economy, in sport, and so on. But in the number one sport in the world, which is soccer or football, uh, you are not yet. And the objective must be that you will be leading the world as well in the world's number one sport.
1: FIFA president Gianni Infantino spoke as the 16 cities that will host matches during the 2026 World Cup were announced. As Infantino said, the 2026 World Cup will expand to 48 teams from 32, and matches will be staged across the United States, Canada, and Mexico. Here in the USA, the cities selected are, in alphabetical order, Atlanta, Boston, Dallas, Houston, Kansas City, Los Angeles, Miami, New York, New Jersey, Philadelphia, San Francisco, and Seattle. In Mexico, three cities were selected to host matches, Mexico City, Monterey, and Guadalajara. And in Canada... Two cities will host matches during the 2026 World Cup, Toronto and Vancouver.
6: Voice of America.
1: My Voice of America colleague, Gwen Uten, joins us now with reaction to New York, New Jersey's winning bid to stage matches at the 2026 World Cup. Sporty
2: greetings, Gwen. Sporty greetings, (laughs) Sonny. Jubilant soccer fans cheered as their joint New York City-New Jersey bid was selected as one of the 16 cities to host 2026 FIFA World Cup matches. The crowd was gathered at a watch party just outside New York, and they listened as New York City Mayor Eric Adams said the World Cup tournament traveling to their city is a sign of brighter days ahead. This is what it's all about and all of us who have been weighed down by COVID, all of us who have experienced uncertainty, all of us that wondered about what the future would be like, the question mark lingered over our city and country for two years. Today, these young people and their enthusiasm, they took the question mark and they turned it into an exclamation point. We are America. We are New York. We are New Jersey. You're darn right we're going to be all right. The World Cup is coming here to New York and New Jersey. Mayor Adams was joined by New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy, who said he hopes the World Cup final takes place in his beloved city. In as much as
1: we want the early games, there's one game we want. We want the last game. We want the last game. We want that World Cup trophy hoisted right here up at the road in MetLife Stadium. Look at the backdrop. How could you not play the finals here? Look at New York City, the Statue of Liberty, Ellis Island, it screams diversity, it screams our immigrant roots, and it screams soccer. Welcome world.
2: Four years ago, Canada, Mexico, and the United States won their joint bid to host the World Cup in 2026. It will be the first time the tournament is staged across three countries and the first time Canada has ever hosted the Men's World Cup. The tournament returns to the United States for the second time since 1994. Mexico has staged the event twice in 1970 and 1986 and is set to host the tournament for a record third time. 48 teams will play across 16 cities and with 80 matches in the expanded format, the 2026 tournament will be the largest in World Cup history. And that is all from me, Sonny. Back over to you. Thanks, Gwen.
1: That's my VOA colleague, Gwen Uten. It is the biggest
4: sports event of the year. The 2022 World Cup in Qatar. Join VOA to celebrate Africa's king sport. In depth coverage, pre and post game analysis, breakout stars, Cinderella teams, coaches, players, and let's not forget the fans from the four corners of the continent and from the city of Doha. We'll be there throughout the competition. Don't miss the fun with Team VOA Africa. Let's experience the magic of football
1: together. I'm VOA's Sonny Young in Washington, and you're listening to the Sunny Side of Sports on The Voice of america women's basketball star Brittany griner was released by russia thursday in a one-for-one prisoner swap with the united states for arms dealer victor boot The AP Sagar Magani reports from Washington. It's the second prisoner swap with Russia in eight months, and this one carried a heavy price involving the Russian arms dealer once known as the Merchant of Death, Victor Boot. The one-on-one swap is a surprise because U.S. officials said for months they wanted to bring home not just Greiner, but also Paul Whelan, who has spent four years jailed in Russia on spying charges. Brittany Greiner was detained by Russian authorities in February 2022 after cartridges containing hashish oil were found in her luggage. She was later arrested on drug smuggling charges. Greiner had entered Russia to play with the Russian Premier League during the WNBA off season. Her trial began on July 1st and she pled guilty to the charges on August 4th Griner was sentenced to more than nine years in prison. At that trial, Griner apologized.
0: I made an honest mistake, and I hope that in your ruling that it doesn't end my life here.
1: At the White House Thursday morning, U.S. President Joe Biden said Brittany Griner is on her
0: way home to the United States. I spoke with Brittany Griner. She's safe. She's on a plane, she's on her way home, after months of being unjustly detained in Russia, held under intolerable circumstances. Brittany will soon be back in the arms of her loved ones, and uh, and she should have been there all along. This is a day we've worked toward for a long time. We never stopped pushing for her release. It took painstaking and intense negotiations, and I want to thank all the hardworking public servants across my administration who worked tirelessly to secure her release. I also want to thank the UAE for helping us facilitate Brittany's return, because that's where she landed. These past few months have been hell for Brittany and for Charlie and, uh, and her entire family and all her teammates back home. People all across the country have learned about Brittany's story, advocated for her release, stood with her through, throughout this terrible ordeal. And I know that support meant a lot to her family. I'm glad to be able to say that Brittany's in good spirits. She, uh, she's relieved to finally be heading home. And the fact remains that she's lost months of her life, experienced the needless trauma. And she deserves space, privacy, and time with her loved ones to recover and heal from her time being wrongfully detained. U.S. President Joe Biden speaking at the White House Thursday
1: morning on Russia's release of women's basketball star Brittany Griner. I'm VOA Sunny Young in Washington, and you're listening to the Sunny Side of Sports on the Voice of America. Follow the Sunny Side of Sports on Facebook and Twitter. My Facebook address is facebook.com forward slash VOA Sunny. And my Twitter handle is at VOASunnySports.
7: Hello, I'm Carol Castiel, host of Press Conference USA, VOA's newsmaker interview program. Join us each Saturday and Sunday when we talk with authors, analysts, and policymakers who provide fresh insight on topics ranging from U.S. politics and foreign policy to science, culture, and global health. You can listen to Press Conference USA on the radio or online at voanews.com slash PCUSA. While you're visiting our website, be sure to subscribe to our podcast. We'd also love to hear from you. Just send an email to PCUSA at voanews.com or connect with us on Facebook at facebook.com slash carolcastielvoa or on Twitter at carolcastielvoa. That's Press Conference USA every Saturday and Sunday on The Voice of America. The Atlas
1: Lions of Morocco are being backed by football lovers all across Africa and Arabs all around the world. As we head into the quarterfinals at the FIFA World Cup in Qatar, the Moroccans are the underdog team. Among the eight remaining at football's premier event, Samson O'Malley looks back, on Morocco's historic win over Spain
6: in the round of 16. Morocco became just the fourth African team and the first Arab nation to reach the last eight of the World Cup after Cameroon did it in 1990, Senegal in 2002, and Ghana in 2010. Ashraf Hakimi, born in Madrid, born and raised
4: in Spain, can send them home. Morocco with the chance to win it and go through. Hakimi gets it done. Oh, what a moment for Morocco. Ashraf Hakimi.
6: The- Atlas Lions of Morocco beat former champions Spain on penalties to reach the quarterfinals of the 2022 FIFA World Cup after the game ended in a nil-nil draw after 120 minutes of action. The result means Morocco advanced to the World Cup quarterfinals for the first time where they will face Portugal. Moroccan goalkeeper Bono Yassin proved to be the hero for the Atlas Lions as he saved spot kicks from Carlos Solar and Sergio Basquets.
0: I'm so happy for the team. They did a great job All the game Uh, We understood the game From the the start So I'm so happy for for, For this win Ashraf
6: Hakimi, who was born in Spain, buried the winning penalty with the cheekiest of panenkas, chipping the ball gently into the middle of the goal to send the thousands of Moroccan fans inside the Education City Stadium into dreamland.
0: You see, uh,
5: I, I don't have words that uh, describe uh, how I feel, how is how is the support for the team. Uh, it's amazing that the three games where they support every time. We are behind us and I don't know to say, I, I want to thank say thank you, you. thank you so much and
6: we keep going, we keep going. There were wide scenes of celebrations in Morocco and Doha as fans went into a frenzy mode after the tension-soaked penalty kicks went in favour of the North Africans. <laughs>
1: it doesn't make a difference to us inside the stadium outside the stadium inside qatar outside qatar we're all arabs we are all one we all celebrate morocco's win and it's enough for them to win and raise our heads high You know what happened? Happened. But hopefully, next time we'll be able to find tickets and get inside. But here was nice too. There was a great atmosphere. I have everything set up at home, but I brought my children here to witness the atmosphere and have a great time a once in a lifetime moment. So much joy for Morocco to qualify. It was all thanks to the efforts of the players, the technical teams and the coach and the fans that supported them. It was a tough
8: match, but the boys made us happy. Go, go, Morocco. Football historian Jero Udo.: uh, Morocco's qualification for the quarterfinal, like their victory against Spain is uh, a very uh, momentous and a very, very memorable one for the Atlas Liola for Africa. It now makes them the fourth African side uh, to make it to the quarter final of the FIFA World Cup. But Morocco's own is unique in the sense that this is the first time a North African side and an Arab nation as a whole. We're making it to the quarterfinal of uh, the FIFA World Cup. So it's a very unique one. And I want to uh, wish the Atlas Lions of Morocco the very best of luck. They've played a very fine brand of football. Tactically, very, very astute, compact and disciplined. And uh, they've really uh, shown high level of technicality. And we're wishing the Atlas Lions of Morocco the best of luck.
6: I am Samson Omale in Abuja, Nigeria. It is the biggest sports event
4: of the year. The 2022 World Cup in Qatar. Join VOA to celebrate Africa's King Sport. In-depth coverage, pre and post game analysis, breakout stars, Cinderella teams, coaches, players, and let's not forget the fans from the four corners of the continent and from the city of doha we'll be there throughout the competition don't miss the fun with team voa africa let's experience the magic of
1: football together on tuesday the atlas lions of morocco received great support from their fans an estimated twenty thousand Moroccan fans were inside the Education City Stadium, cheering their team on to victory. And Morocco's head coach Walid Regragui says the fans played a huge role in the team's win over Spain. I think um,
9: it's impossible you you do you do that without uh, these fans. <laughs> Four day ago is a uh he is coming in the hotel he wants the tickets a lot of of fans comes to 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 qatar for to support the the team and all country from america from europe from morocco he love his country and uh, what i can tell us uh, tell them is um, is we do nothing i need them for the quarter final inshallah for to make history but i'm very proud of my fans of my people and Arabic people also, because I think you have Qatari people here, maybe, uh, uh, Algerian people, Tunisian people, Arabic people, and African people. I think now Morocco, he have a lot of country behind, the, behind his bag for, for to do history, inshallah. And, um, inshallah, khair, inshallah. He-
1: My VOA colleagues Muckbill Yabbaro and Roger Muntu have been wearing their Morocco team jerseys this week in support of the Atlas Lions. As I told Muckbill and Roger, we are all Moroccans. (laughs) Yes, we are all Moroccans. Go, Atlas Lions. For more reaction to Morocco's victory over Spain, the Chief Football Writer at ACLsports.com, Fisayo Dairo.
8: It was a very technical and highly tactical game of football. Nothing to separate both sides in 120 minutes. And the Atlas Lions of Morocco showed the true hunger of the Lions. The never-said Eye spirit of the African was quite evident for all to see right there at the Education Stadium. It was indeed pleasurable for the whole of Africa to have the Moroccans hoisting Africa's flag so high in the land of the Arabs and I'm sure everyone must agree that for the kind of performance, the doggedness and the determination exhibited by the Moroccans, they absolutely deserve to go through. Yes, the Spaniards had most of the ball as many expected before the game, but the Moroccans kept a very disciplined shape a very impressive organisation they, they never allowed themselves to be overruled by the presence of so many big stars for the Spaniards that play at top clubs like Manchester City, Barcelona, Real Madrid. In the end, I think they got the results, which every African is definitely proud of.
1: And that wraps up the December 8th edition of the show. Thank you for tuning in. I'm VOA's Sonny Young in Washington. I get it. And that's the sunny side of sports.